Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends, as this video is brought to you by DrRoto.com. Good evening, my friends. After a couple weeks off, we are back. I'm Johnny Danger. With me is Coach Al White, and this is In the Cup. I don't have a cup today, Al, but I have a can. Yeah, I'm just rocking a glass of water, man. Yeah. Nothing crazy on this Wednesday night for the players. Well, I mean, I'm not at a green screen. I promise you, I'm actually on 17, waiting for them to set up the grandstand still, which it seems like they're a little behind schedule. I, I would think so. But if you're same. there, I mean, you should definitely have uh, some sort of drink in your hand. It's true. I'm I'm actually drinking a Hoplark. It's a, it's a hopped sparkling tea. Have you ever had those? Mm, I have not. Uh, not um, alcoholic. But, uh, it's literally black tea hopped with citra hops and and carbonated it's delicious interesting kind of like kombucha just tea like iced tea but carbonated mm. with hops right on man that's all it is yeah. it's fantastic and i love it and i think that you should try it and i'm not paid to say that but i'm gonna say it anyways so there it is uh so man i mean we have the players championship right we've got an amazing field i saw somewhere 48 of the top 50 in the cut in the uh, in the world are here they're ready to go with me i mean maybe helping to set the grandstand up that appears not to be done yet um but uh, i'm excited i'm excited how about you absolutely man it's the players i'm super excited it's gonna be a crazy week with weather um, nobody really knows where to attack am pm waves or you know talk of the town right now I don't really think there's an advantage either way, unless you get super lucky and then one of the um, waves doesn't have to play in really bad weather and gets to wake up early and finish their round. That would be the only real way they would get the advantage. Sure. But outside of that, we can't predict those things. Um, we can try all we want, but nobody has that finite answer. So, I mean, really, it's just finding out the plays that we want to play and sticking with it and not getting too cute and switching couple hours prior to lot just uh let's play the guys oh, but that's, like but that's my signature move al is to tinker to the last minute and take all the winners out that's how i play well, yeah DFS. i mean that's pga golf right that's just <laughs> well that's any dfs period but right. pga golf is um you definitely do that a lot more than others because there's so, so many different options correct me if i'm wrong but this is a fairly difficult course uh, it is. And, uh, um, we're going to have not... uh, rain and some more rain and then some rain again. And then it's going to be cold and it's going to get windy to finish it up on Sunday if it finishes on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, it's not as difficult as the the past couple weeks, though. I mean, the, the winning score here should be if it's if it turns into lift clean in place Thursday and Friday. I'm thinking 16 under is very realistic. All right. Uh, fair. You know, last week the winner was five under. So. Um, obviously that played a lot harder before that farmers and Genesis, both challenging courses. So that it's a really good spot in the schedule where the, the players that have played those last three challenging tournaments, you know, they, they kind of know what it takes to avoid those big numbers and then score on the par fives where you're going to really um, gain your edge against the field on these par 72s where there's four of them in each round. Yeah. Um, is there any kind of metric that you like to look at? Is there players that play well when it's pouring and raining and the ball sticks? Who does that help in the field? Yeah, so it, that's a challenge because this week it's, it's a mixed bag of Thursday, Friday, possibly being with clean in place. 
And then Saturday, Sunday, the wind picks up. So those are two very different metrics. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you got your Euro guys, Australian players. Um, they're always better in the wind, just naturally. That's mm -hmm. what they grew up playing in. Even Florida guys, you know, they're, they're used to this type of wind. So, so targeting guys that grew up um, on the coast, even in the United States, they're used to the winds. But lift, clean, and place, a whole nother story. Like, I love Jordan Spieth on a lift, clean, and place or a Rory McIlroy. But um, those two in the wind, I mean, they're not bad options. But I would rather take like a, I mean, right now, Morikawa has been really good in the wind, which is surprising. Mm -hmm. I mean, Hideki's great in the wind. You got Shane Lowry, even Oosthuizen. You've seen compete at majors when it gets super windy. So, that's the best part about this week is I think ownership's going to be so spread out because of the weather that we can really um, just hammer the players we like and not worry so much about ownership. Um, have you looked through ownership? Who's riding high right now? Yeah. So the biggest plays right now are going to, you're going to have Morikawa, Daniel Berger, uh, Justin Thomas, Rom, Matthew Fitzpatrick. Those are probably going to be your top five. Cantlay might even be number one, honestly. Um, the more and more I've, I've heard just that that 9,900 is a real nice price tag for Cantlay. Um, Shane Lowry's getting up there quite a bit in ownership, and I think people are really buying into that win narrative. And then even um, like Corey Connors down at 7,300 is going to be the chalk in that area. And Chris Kirk, because last week, if you played well on the weekend – it was a windier tournament. So I'm sure a lot of people are just looking at uh, how they finished on Saturday and Sunday last week, even though it is a different tournament. Um, there, there is some merit to that. And I do like some of those plays as well, but we, there are plenty of pivots. It's the players. I mean, you know, paying yeah. 7,300 for Corey Connor seems like a ridiculous price tag, but you have some other great players in that price range, which we'll get to here shortly. Yeah, really not a surprise. Uh, I was talking to you pre-show. Vegas is very heavily favoring Colin Morikawa uh, is the is the odds on most money bet on in Vegas. Um, and the lineup generator percentage over at Fantasy National is showing that. He's showing up in 22% of lineup generator lineups. So that's high. That's real high. High enough to scare you away or high enough to maybe just temper a few lineups? No, I like Colin Morikawa. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm going to hammer the players I like. And, and for me at the top, it is those top three. It's Ram, Rory, and Morikawa. I am a little bit, like I even said pre-show, I don't think I have a single lineup with Hovland, which is scaring me. And I've well, I mean, I it's, he's, he's number one in my model, and we all know that I am the best professional model maker in the business. So well, that's what to... I've heard. That's true. Yeah, that is the word, the word around town. It is. It's totally. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, with with those three at the top, I think you can be super different at the bottom. But but like any other tournament, it's you know finding one that you just absolutely love, and plugging them into pretty much every other lineup. And there's some where I crammed in both. You know, I'll have, I have a few lineups with Rory and Morikawa because there are good value in that high 6K range. You can have mm -hmm. four 6K guys, one mid 7K, and then um, two of those guys at the top. So I um, I think I'm going to go with, with Rory as my pick to win this, though. Oh, wow. One of those top guys. I'm going to lock in Rory for my first spot in my lineup. So if you're I building like it, one, man. man, let's let's ride with Rory. And, I mean, and I'm going to build one. I'm going to build a winner take all because coach, I believe in you that much that you're going to help me take the whole field down. Let's do it, man. I mean, what is there like a hundred players in that? It's the probably like a hundred players. 
100 players. We can we're do that. And, and Maroon is a great way to get ownership leverage, too. Um, I mean, right now, I haven't calculated around 10 to 14 percent given the tournament and you know i've i have rom and morikawa in the 22 mm-hmm. to 25 range so if, if we're almost getting half the ownership on rory and he does yeah. have five straight top 15s like it's not like rory is just playing bad golf mm-hmm. um i don't see why people aren't going to him he won like two years ago i don't know sure. where the where the disconnect is but um if it turns into lift cleaning place like rory's just going to be hitting lawn darts on Thursday and Friday. Right. I mean, his background is wet and windy golf. Yeah. I mean, it it's, is. What he, it's what he does. I don't understand it, honestly. And I keep going back to ownership to check to see if it's like inflated. And it's not. It's still, it's actually getting worse. Um, right. <laughs> people keep talking up Ram and Morikawa. And I'm just going to keep bringing that yeah. drum. Morikawa. And I noted uh, pre-show that um, the biggest line jump today was Daniel Berger and it's showing over at fantasy national. They have him projected to now be the second highest owned guy. So um, yeah, a lot of movement and Rory is not in those conversations. So interesting. What about Justin Thomas taking a run at being uh, the first back-to-back champion? Yeah, that's the thing is it's never been done. So well, like, do we think it, I mean, it can be done. Of course it can be done. And Thomas is the type of player that can do it. It's not like Si Wu is going to go back. Thomas is a type of player that can absolutely go back to back and do it. And right now he's on a stretch of golf where he's coming off of eighth place at the Phoenix, sixth place at the Genesis, um, took 20th at the Farmers before that. And, and he's gaining strokes, you know, everywhere. He's mm-hmm. not just, he's not really lacking any part of his game. Like right now, John Rahm is so good, Tita Green, but his putting has been atrocious these past few weeks. And that's why people are going back to him. And I understand it. And I like Rahm this week. But, um, you know, putting is so unpredictable. Right now, you know, Justin Thomas plays super well. As his putter is last few times out, almost gained four strokes on the greens. Um, puts well on any type of surface. And, you know, when he, when he won this tournament last year, he gained only 1.6 strokes on the green. So it's not like you have to do a ton. Mm-hmm. You just have to get the ball on the green and keep your ball in the fairway. I don't think people are, are waiting fairway accuracy enough this week, Danger. Um, yeah. There are 17 water holes, and it is super tight. If you're not hitting the fairways, there's all, also bunker-lined fairways. So yeah. you know, you're going to be hitting off these awkward lies if you're not putting that ball in the fairway. There's And reports I'm seeing is the rough is is – very rough this year yeah it is so it's been a lot of water a lot of moisture down there it's overseeded it's it's gonna be thick it is gonna be thick and if you don't have the power to get past some of these big traps in the fairway you're gonna be struggling um big time so i'm uh i'm waiting driving accuracy pretty heavily especially when that wind starts to pick up saturday and sunday because what's going to happen you know if, if you're not a good driver of the ball you flare one out you catch the water and then you get a double bogey you can't afford du- double bogeys at this tournament it's just it can't happen to contend all right well so, victor hovland uh, you know number one in my model is this somewhere i can uh, you know can i fit him in with Rory, is there enough value here, or do I just got to get over it and trust Coach White? Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to plug in that somebody that 
high. I'm, I'm not going to go to Hovland, especially if you're doing just one lineup. One um, lineup. One lineup to rule them all, my friend. Yeah, there's there's some value in the 9K range. So let's move down there to fill in this lineup. All right, let's do that. Uh, Cantlay, totally on fire. Great iron player. Uh, really can keep it on the fairway. I think he's still too expensive to kind of pair with Rory, though. He's too expensive for this lineup, yes. But in general, no. I don't think he's expensive enough um, for the type of form that he's brought in you know, the past, what, three months? Yeah, Absolutely. Two wins, three top fives, and his last tournament out, he took 33rd. Um, and that was like the only time that he lost strokes through approach. And you know he's been working on approach. If he lost strokes, he went and he, he figured that out. So I understand why Cantley is going to be the highest owned. But if he's going to be the highest owned – we don't really want him for a winner take all right because right. there's going to be probably 50 percent of the field that has him in a hundred man um so if we can find a way to pivot around him like i would go to xander or matsuyama over him this week mm -hmm. or even scheffler why not scheffler man he's won twice in the past three weeks it's not like you're going to lose motivation going to one of the biggest tournaments of the entire yeah, but, but xander's been salty ever since they moved this from may to march he's salty about it he doesn't like that well he's gonna yeah i'm I mean, you know, <laughs> players are salty. It happens. Rory was a little bit salty about the conditions last week. Right. Uh, it's not always going to be perfect for these guys, but mm -hmm. go prove a point. Win the players, Xander, and then you'll actually have a say and people sure. will listen to you. So, you know, I know Scheffler's been super fire. He's going to be overowned probably because of that. Um, but, like, how about Brooks Kepka? I told you that he is the second most money in Vegas is on this man. He's not really up near the top of the uh, highest owned. Um, can he put it together at 86? It's a great price for Brooks. It is a great price. And we always target Brooks as everybody is. And he's big. He's called the big game hunter, mm -hmm. right? He's supposed to be really good at majors. And this is the next closest thing to a major. He doesn't have bad form. He's got a few missed cuts, but sandwiched in between there at the Phoenix. He took third at the Honda. He took 16th. Um, his best uh putting surfaces are bermuda which is what we have here at tpc sawgrass mm -hmm. I, I don't mind it i think it's a great price but i i think he is overly bet this week because of the odds that came out he wasn't okay. he didn't come in at 22 to 1 he came in at 35 40 some people got him an odds boost on DraftKings at 50 to 1. Holy i understand cow. that yeah that's okay. why fair he is bet so high but well, i'm trying to scroll to, through my model here and i'm like not even finding his name so it's not it's not good Oh, he didn't, never pops in a model, man. You cannot right. trust that. He <laughs> never pops. He's like 37th on mine right. um, for this. Yeah. But one thing he does is he's, he's third in bogey avoidance. That's why he competes so well at these bigger events, because he even said it himself in an interview a few, few years ago. Brooks said that he pretty much plots out about 40 guys or 30 guys in the field that actually have a chance to win this tournament. So he says, all I need to do is just par golf, par golf until I find the holes I know I can attack. I get my birdies there. And then before you know it, those other guys just start falling off. And there's 15 of the people that were in his list that don't even make the cut. All right, now I'm only competing against the 25 other guys. I think that's a great way to look at it. Sure. Um, it's a super healthy mindset, and, and it takes a lot of the pressure off. I think that's why he succeeds so well. And, and he's sixth in shots gained on par fives, so he's going to score on those par fives. There's a reason um, he wins these you know, major-type events. He just knows how to. I mean, that sounds like um, a guy I'd want in an all-or-nothing lineup at 86. 
let's do it. Why not, man? I don't have enough. All the things you just said made me want to be like, that's an all or nothing guy. Yeah. Because we don't care about second place, Coach White. We care about first place. That's exactly right. Let's do it. Lock him in. All right, locked in. Who else do you want to talk about in this range here? We got uh, we got Cam Smith. You know I can't go an episode without talking about a Cam. You do love a good Cam. Um, you, you, are you seeing this new Cam Young come up on the, the scene, yeah. though? We talked about Cam? him the last time we were on. There was like five Cams in that uh, in that field. It was awesome. Well, yeah. And I mean, this kid, now he's going to be like super high owned in this um, this week, too. He's just been playing great. He's going to be like 15% owned at the players. I mean, sure. the cams are popping up everywhere. You're All starting right. a theme here, Danger. I know it. I know it. I'm a, I'm a soothsayer. I am. Um, so Jordan Spieth, you talked about him a little bit earlier. You said that he thrives in the wet environment. Is, is Do you believe in him? Is I mean, I'm not going to play him in this lineup since I've put Kepka in, but. Yeah, so I like speed in a, in a lift cleaning place, um, but he has to hit fairways for the lift cleaning place to even happen, right? And if you're not you struggle fairways, with that you sometimes. Don't get the lift cleaning place out of the rough. That's not <laughs> how this works. So um, that's the issue with like even like Rory. I made that comment. He's really mm-hmm. good lift cleaning place, but he also smashes the ball 340 yards down, and just if he hits rough, he's fine with it because he he knows how to play out of the rough. Yeah. Um, now I know we talked pre-show that we like some some uh, value guys, so I feel like I can get maybe one of these other eight thousand guys in. What about Sunjay? So Sunjay is just crushing my model, and mm-hmm. I, I don't think he has the upside, man. Like he does, but I don't know. Like I like Neiman over him. I think mm-hmm. you know Neiman showed that winning upside. Um, Sunjay. He's playing good golf, but even last week, he lost pretty much in every category, every major stat category besides putting, where he gained 7.2 strokes on the greens. Um, That's not a sustainable putting number. But if he finds that middle ground, learns how to go back to his consistent ball striking and putts that well, that's how he wins. But I would rather play Neiman um, or even Adam Scott. Adam Scott has been in a stretch of really good form here. He's got a 38th at the Phoenix, 4th at the Genesis, 26th at the Arnold Palmer, and his putter is in fuego. He has gained almost 14 strokes in the last two tournaments combined with his putter. Uh, where, that's where the type of putter him, you're going uh, to need to win an event. So all we need is that old Adam Scott beautiful ball striker. And if the wind picks up, he's an Australian-born player. Yep. He plays well in these really strong fields. He's a name we all know. And I mean, as far as green and regulations, he's hitting um, he's top 15 in this field. That's really what we need this week is fairways and greens and regulations. So I would play Adam Scott in that range over both of those, Sanjay M and Neiman. I'm taking Scott this week. I like it. And um, you like him more than Lowry? You think Lowry's getting a little overowned? Lowry's getting overowned, and I think the shares that were on Scott are going to push down to Lowry. Um, and then I, I think Scott is actually people were predicting him to be higher owned at the beginning of the week, mm-hmm. but I haven't heard much talk about him at all. So I think he's going to be like one of those guys we thought would be overly owned and just ends up at like 9%, and gotcha. I can live with that all day. All right, moving down a little bit. Um, usually when I see wind, you know, uh, Matty Fitz usually uh, pokes out to me. Is, is that still true? So he is like number two on ownership and we don't have to go. Everybody has to be low on. We don't have to do that. Sure. Um, but there's a reason for it. He's taken six, 10th and ninth in his last three tournaments. Uh-huh. The thing is last week he had like five birdies total in all 
four rounds of golf. He had five birdies. So sure. you had like people that were taking 50th that actually outscored him who took ninth place because he just <laughs> wasn't getting birdies. Um, obviously I want a guy in the top 10, you know, those bonus points on DraftKings do add up over time, but if, if I get a guy that's not scoring, like on this, on this type of layout where I say that I think 16 is going to be the winner this year, I don't think Matthew Fitzpatrick's going to get anywhere near that number. I would say like seven under and he finishes T45 and then you got a really salty 25% of people rostering in this week. Okay. All right. So, uh, what, what's here? Max, Max, Max Homa, my homie, Jason day. I mean, where, what are we looking at? Yeah. So, uh, for upside, if we're going straight upside, I, I love Sam Burns and Abe answer. Okay. Okay. Um, you know, Abe is in top five in this field in driving accuracy. And like I said, you know, when that, when that wind starts to pick up, um, and you have to hit fairways here. He is struggling. He's in a little bit rough patch of golf. So it's taken a chance for sure. If you want somebody that is just playing really well right now, Paul Casey at 7,400 is an easy click. He just makes cuts. If you like are trying, all right, I need to get six to six through. Paul Casey's, you know, he's got a really good yeah, chance. Except for, except for uh, Al. Remember the last time we talked about Paul Casey and we said all those things and you see where it says cuts made five out of six? Yeah. Yeah, that last time we talked about putting him in my lineup because he makes cuts was the missed cut. Ah, so, so I, you know, he's, he's burnt right. me a little bit. He burnt me a little bit. Gotcha. And it's hard to go back when somebody burns you like that. I, I get it. I absolutely get it. Um, I still like him, though. I still like him. I could be down I do with that. But we got to find some value. I'm, so. loving, I'm okay. loving the Jason Day narrative this week. And I don't know if you saw the news. His mother passed of cancer last week, which is terrible. Yeah. Uh, so he withdrew from the API. Yep. But I feel like if he's ready to come back and play, like anybody that goes back that quickly after such an impactful loss is there's one of two things that are happening. Either you're emotionally wrecked and exhausted and you don't have the mental fortitude to finish four rounds of golf at a very demanding course, or you find it in yourself and you kind of look up and you just say, Hey mom, this one's for you. And I could see that happening this week. I could see like the storybook, like Phil Mickelson winning PGA last year. Jason Day comes out the week after his mom passes and wins the players for his mom. And then it's like etched into the history of the PGA tour forever. And I hope that you end up cutting this clip because I just nailed that call. All right. Fair. I like it. <laughs> I like it. We'll get back to this range because we're going to have to find some value. And I'm going to like some of these names. But uh, Casey, Day, okay, I dig it. I dig it. We got a Cam down here, Tringali. Uh, but how about Coco? I just I just like this guy. I want him to win. I, yeah. I just so, like Every you know time what? I see him in a field, I enjoy watching him play. I want to see him win. Me too. And he is going to be so high on, but I don't care this week. That's the mm -hmm. player that I would just want you to put into your lineup mm -hmm. because – He's too, he's not priced high enough. He's just not priced high enough. Um, he was, I think if he wouldn't have three putted on, it was like hole eight last week. And he's really bad putter. He's notoriously bad at putting, but you know, the, the, that two extra strokes would have shot him up into the top five. And, you know, nobody was playing Corey Connors last week. He was actually in that lineup I was talking about for that winner take all for me. So yeah. he was, you know, a staple in that lineup. And I just needed him not to be three putting like Taylor Gooch was on the same exact day. 
And unfortunately, that's what happened. But I, I like him at 7,300. Everybody else likes him at 7,300. But we have enough um, contrarian plays in that lineup where just, just rock okay. it, man. Lock it's in okay. Coco. All right. I'll put him in there. I'll put him. We'll see how it lays. We'll see how it lays. Right, let me find him. I lost him. There he is. Um, so we talked, you know, a little bit about Gooch pre-show, and you just mentioned him. Uh, look at this dude's fantasy points per game score in this lineup right here. 88.8, and he's 7,200. Yup. It's because he's – once he makes the cut, he's just – he's so good at scoring, mm-hmm. and he's incredible at par fives. Um, I mean, the last time he made the cut and didn't finish – let's see, the top – 50 would have been the Houston. So that was last year in 2021. So anytime he makes the cut, he's like top 30 or above and he's top 30 or above with really good scoring ability. So he'll get like that, that three street birdie bonus for you. And then before you know it, he gets a double bogey. He doesn't finish super high, but his points are still in the top 15. Yeah. I mean, that's that's really high for uh, 13 contests. They're tracking at 88.8 fantasy points. It's really high. I like, and he just came off in a, an approach, uh, 6.3 strokes gained through approach on, and he had two really windy rounds. So that's an incredible number. Um, he was top three in approach last week. Gooch is a great play. 7,200. Right. I'm going to drop him now. in there just for now. We'll okay. hold it there. We'll see. That leaves us 79 for our final spot. So that's good. But maybe, maybe we can find something else down here. Yeah, so we're staying in that 7K range. Um, Let's say you don't go with that. All right, we go a little bit lower. Some of my favorite names. I don't think a lot of people are playing Keith Mitchell. He's only at 7,100. Last week, he came in at like 22% ownership. Yeah, he made the cut, took 61st, burned a lot of people. But right before that, 12th, 10th, 9th. And now, like, I haven't heard his name mentioned. And the players is very similar to the Honda and to the Phoenix. It's tight fairways that demand you hit greens and regulation. His best putting service is Bermuda. Um, Killa Keith Mitchell. I, I really like where his game's at. And he's one of those few players that we just need to ride, ride the hot streak while he's in it, because he's going to go in a place where he misses five to six cuts in a row. Um, so I think the players is the place to attack him. If we're not going 7,100, let's say we want to get a little bit lower. Chris Kirk's getting some love this week. Don't mind it. Really good at avoiding the bogeys. Um, can score when he needs to. Lantel Griffin's a good play. Everybody's liking uh, Alexander Norin. They're hopping on a little bit late. I, I was going to say, man, we've been talking about him for like two months now. Yeah, I was going to say, they've been late. I've been rocking <laughs> him for the 6th, 48th, and 5th. I had him the last three events. I mean, he's paid off handsomely for me. Um, and he's just his uh his irons he's figured them out and they're getting better every week so i understand why people are going back to him i don't mind that play at all um, especially if the winds pick up you know we got another euro player that can play in the, the heavy winds on on saturday and sunday fair enough and then of course pre-show you have this like conundrum about uh emiliano grillo uh, yes. like all the time i'm gonna put you to the screws land on a decision in or out not necessarily out. this lineup but yeah i'm out um I think he makes the cut, but I think he takes like 45th. And I think I'd rather play Bradley or Harmon in that same exact price range. Um, Harmon just is a menace on these greens. Um, let's see, I, re- I had written it up in my article. Hold, please. Yes. So on three separate visits, um, he has gained over five strokes at TPC Sawgrass 
on the greens alone. So he is just at, he's like the best putter on these greens out of any player. And at 6,900, he's seventh in fairways gain. So he's hitting fairways. And last uh, last year, I think he took third place. Like there's a reason his stats are lining up with his skill set for this um, event. So I, I like me some Brian Harmon. Okay, and he, I can uh, behind scored, you. You know, when, when you can make putts, that means you're getting birdies. So even if he gets the 45th, we know he's going to be scoring even at a that 45th position. Dig it. Just kind of flipping through. I like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, Keegan Bradley's in a good little stretch of, of golf here. Don't mind him. Uh, if I was going real low, Joel Dahman's interesting at 6,700. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. I, um, I do like me some Joel Dahman. Speaking of Joel Dahman. Good ball striker, fairway finder. Uh, he can have his stretches of really bad golf, though. So, you know, if I was playing anybody at 6,700, though, for me, it's Sebastian Munoz. I'm just going to continue to ride his form. He has three straight top 25 finishes. Nice. Nice. To actually just took 26 at the Arnold Palmer. Oh, you're a liar. Um, just mixed it. And <laughs> right now, the only thing he's lacking is his putter, which is, you know, a volatile stat. So if he figures sure. that out, I really do like Sebastian Munoz. Outside of that, I don't think I'm going to be dipping too much lower than 6,700 right. this week. But what about all the way down at 61? All right. What There's a pretty crazy story out there about Ryan Brem earning his tour card. Yeah, I saw that. It was awesome. Was I just read that Ryan. right while I was waiting. To, as I was, the boys were taking a, a shower before bed and before uh, you know the the bedtime story, and I was flipping through just some articles. So I was prepared for you this week, my friend. Yeah. And I read a pretty crazy story about Brem. Um, you know, basically uh, uh, taking down a PGA tour and earning his card with his wife on the bag. That's great, man. I love the story. Yeah. It's still not going to get him enough to get into oh, my, gosh. Um, yeah. my DraftKings lineups at the players. I, I think maybe he's a little overmatched in this field, but it's a great story. I think so, too. And, <laughs> you know, he won at 20 under. Um, I, I don't think you're putting that type of numbers up. And and the green speed was Velcro. Um <laughs> right, right. And it was past But I do green. encourage people if you are listening to this, you know, just Google Ryan Bram and read the story about how he prepared for that final match and in the, the mental games he played with his wife about each each three holes was an individual match. And you know, if he if he got a birdie or better, he got a point. If it if it was worse, she got the point. And you know, just how to how to keep his head in the game. It was it's a really uh, cool article. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, but like I said, just still not enough to get him. Get him no. into my uh, player pool this week. I just had a nugget for you. Really it's cool. rare that I have a nugget. So it go. is rare. You got a nugget. Plug it in, man. Get your you plugs it. in. <laughs> All right. So what do we got, man? Let's finish this lineup. All right. We got 7,900 if we leave Gooch and Connors in there. Did you want right. to swap any of them out for anybody lower than that? I feel pretty good about that. Let's look I up like at 79. It. And you know what? Let's. You um, got let's... Burns right there at the top. You got Burns we there. We do have Burns. You got okay. Day there. Uh, we got Casey. Burns is just so freaking good on Bermuda greens. Um, I, even last week he took he, six strokes on the greens alone and they Bye. were Bermuda par 72. It's just, this is what he does is he competes at courses that have Bermuda greens. And he's like, I think the last five of his Bermuda performances are all in the top 10. So that's the upside you're looking for. Um, but if you wanted to leave some salary on there for yourself, I think the play to, to Jason Day 
Sergio Garcia and Webb Simpson. Those would be my my three options um, underneath him. So I will let you make that decision. You got to do some things for yourself, Danger. That's life. And hey, I, I picked Kepka. That's true. You I know picked what? Gooch. That did not come from me. That did I not come Gooch. from me. I picked Kepka. All right. All right. I'll pick. So you did 50. I did 50. That means uh, I owe you 100 bucks if we take this down. I think that's what that means. That's fair, man. All right. Fair. I think so. I think it's fair. So yeah, um, that's pretty much it, though. I don't have much else to go on. Um, you know, like, let's just get to it. I'm ready to see some golf. Quit talking about the weather. I mean, we can't control it. Nope. Golfers are going to golf how they golf. And, you nope. know, we're just here to enjoy it. Just not be... All right. So on our heads about it, let's just set the lineups, go to sleep, wake up, watch some fun. All right. I dropped Jason Day in there. I don't know if you're looking at the screen. I dropped him in there. I love the narrative. I want to root for the man, you know, winning one for his mom. I, I want it. That's what I'm talking about, buying to the narrative. I'm going to say, you know, um, uh, Gooch makes the cut, finishes like 28th, but finishes top 10 in scoring. Ooh. Because he's gonna score, 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 double bogey. Score, 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 double bogey. Right. I can see that. All right. Three three birdies um, and a double bogey. He's gonna do that like four times. Before we go, danger, do yep. you think there is a hole in one this week? Ooh, a hole in one. Um, you know, I mean, maybe, right? I mean, the greens are gonna be ultra sticky. That's what I'm saying. If it's gonna happen, it's probably gonna happen on round one or two. Yeah. I'm going to say yes. There's been a lot of hole-in-ones this year already. There has been a lot of hole-in-ones. I yeah. feel like every tournament there's been one. Um, okay, I'm going to say yes. Wire, yes, sir. Will there be a wire-to-wire -wire winner? No. Not happening. Not no. with these conditions. No. Nope. No way. Okay. Uh, I would also place a prop bet on a Monday finish. Ooh, I like that. All right. One more question. What, uh, what do you think the winning score will be? All right. All right. All right. You said, you know, you were thinking 16 earlier. You got that I'm stuck 16. in my head. Um, I think, um, man, this field is so strong. I'm going to go 18, 18 under. You know what, man? Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm actually, I'm going to go to 12 because I think, I think some golfer is going to go off and get to like 12 under on by Friday. And yeah. we're going to think they get to 16, but really like that number is just going to get worse and worse, kind of like it did at the ABI. So I'm going to stick right. with 12. I'm going to say 12 under is the winning score. All right, I'm going up. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm thinking it's a great field. I mean, right. obviously we're going to have, we're going to have Jason Day and Adam Scott playing in a, uh, in a playoff, getting me all those extra points. Oh my goodness. That'd be wonderful. And it's going to end on Tuesday because it's just going to keep tying and tying and tying and tie that'd be funny um all right buddy well i appreciate your time and um i appreciate you being here absolutely man i appreciate i appreciate the one uh mr white that showed up not the other who didn't show up for the third week in a row adam i'm not gonna let you live it down killing us man uh but i was ready this week i promised you i would be and here you i was were. i appreciate it i was love it thanks man all right, buddy. Well, we will talk to you uh, probably throughout the week since I put this lineup up in for real and promised you half the spoils if it, if it wins. So there it goes. Sounds good, dude. All right. I, I will catch you later. Enjoy the uh, players. Take I will. I, uh, I'm Johnny Danger, and uh, with me is Coach White for In the Cup.
Brought to you by DrRoto.com, your daily prescription for fantasy sports. Go check it out. We've got some great uh, specials going on right now that will get you paid through uh, baseball, through golf, through uh, the end of football season even, and get into our members-only Discord. It's the place to be. All right, my friend. We'll see you next time. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.